0: Welcome to the Poultry Health Today podcast, where we talk all health, all the time. Here, engaging interviews with today's leading industry experts. Hosted by Poultry Health Today editors, podcast episodes highlight the latest ideas, insights, and advice to improve poultry health, welfare, performance, and food safety.
1: Hi, my name is Caroline Stocks with Porch Health today. And with me is Darren Eckard, who's a cage-free specialist at Highline. You're an advocate of uh, going back to basics and proper management when it comes to um, cage-free pullet systems. What are some of the, the basic management techniques needed for cage-free pullets as opposed to the traditional cage systems? Well,
0: uh, what we're talking about when we're talking about the basics is we, we always go by a thing called the flaw. Feed light, air and water and getting back to the basics of those is uh, what we really push for, and understanding how to handle that. Uh, At the beginning, the aviary and the cage systems are very similar until you let birds out, but after you let them out, then the feed water, feed light, air, and water really comes into effect of how you get the birds to move around. Also, understanding that the air and the different temperature spreads in the building really show up in an aviary system where the birds will start moving around to try to stay warm. So keeping on top of that is very important to us.
1: Now thinking about the, the health issues that you have in cage-free systems, how much of an issue is coccidiosis?
0: It's a big issue and understanding that uh, temperature, Uh, Humidity is probably one of the most overlooked part of that. It's keeping the right humidity in there to allow the oasis, especially when you're using the vaccine, to uh, replicate and keeping it in there long enough with papers and following the exact steps that the vaccine companies uh, tell you is crucial in this to keep that because once they get into the houses, the birds being on the floor and have access to is becoming a major issue that we've kind of got away with in the past and now that we're getting back into cage free it's rearing its ugly head again
1: so what's the best way to control it
0: uh following the steps at the beginning of the vaccine process uh, they're getting uh, vaccine at the hatchery is to make sure that you're replicating that they're having three rollovers is probably the best way of doing it. So you have every 7, 14, 21 days of getting that replication to really get them to replicate and really get the immunity build up in the birds um, is probably the, the critical part of getting that to really, to get it to really get a good hold in the bird and really keep the health of the bird.
1: In terms of other parasitic diseases, um, things like roundworm, what other challenges do we have in these cage-free systems?
0: Roundworms, tapeworms, uh, you definitely see a lot of that. Sequel worms. people are forgetting about the worm issues because we haven't really dealt with it in the big numbers you know, here in the U.S. And now that the cage-free is, it's really starting to pop up. Um, worms is always an issue. It doesn't seem to bother the birds as much as what the roundworm worm and tapeworms do. I mean, luckily we are now having some access to treat them. Um, and if people pay attention to watch them or they're going to routinely treat them, uh, during the lifetime, life, lifetime of the birds, it's, uh, big help if you pay attention and or set up a schedule where you're where you're understanding when you need to treat them
1: so is it a case of perhaps getting back into old habits things that they haven't had to deal with for a long time
0: yes and that's probably the the one big thing that i deal with is talking to people and understanding that you know this is what we used to have to deal with and now it's coming back because uh are now accessing the floor being around each other, there's a lot more disease, you know, just basic behavior that we've kind of gone away with by having them in cages and then to go back and re educate people and understand of what to look for. And back in the bird husbandry is a crucial thing that you really need to pay attention to.
1: And are we seeing an increase in infectious diseases as well, then? So things like E. coli and, and mycoplasma.
0: Oh, yes, yes, you're definitely seeing that. E. coli, I mean, We're really seeing more of that pop up when people uh, are not paying attention to earlier life, you know, in the pullets and earlier uh, feed nutrition to the birds that at the end, the birds really tail off because the body just gives up because they don't have the sustainability to be able to last into the 70, 80, 90, 100 week uh, timeframe. And so really equalize popping up you know, just because the birds just run out of energy. Um, some of the other things, uh, you know, mycoplasma, you know, egg drop syndrome. Some of that stuff's just popping up. Other diseases are definitely popping up a little more intense in certain areas, just because of flocks that are in or in areas that are high traffic areas of other poultry. It seems to spread a little bit easier once they're in the cage-free.
1: So, with all these um, th- these increased health challenges, then by the sounds of it, then how does how does the vaccine protocol need to change? What do people need to do differently?
0: The vaccine protocols uh, really need to be adjusted uh, to understand that in cage-free they are experiencing more load just because they're in the floors around other birds they have more access to different things that um, definitely get with a vaccine company with your vet and try to get a good program and and very structured program to understand the challenges to each place is critical because one place has a load that's different than another place uh
1: can we maybe touch a little bit on bird behavior and how um how behavior changes or is different in cage-free systems compared to cage systems? Um, is piling something that you see more of or or you see it all in in cage-free systems?
0: Yes, to an extent we are seeing more piling just because the birds have access to larger numbers where they can they can get into piling if there's issues in the house. If they're uncomfortable with temperatures, uh, if the lighting is wrong, you can get some piling or uh, again pecking behavior, which is probably the number one uh, mortality issue that you see in most cage free is pecking where the birds just get uncomfortable, the lighting might be wrong where you have too much intensity and the birds become aggressive towards each other. Going back to the flaws, understanding that uh, the feed and the light is a big key to be able to adjust the bird's behavior. If they start showing some bad behavior, you can can change the way they're doing it by changing lights, changing feed times to adjust those birds to start getting the more dominant birds to move around and not kind of get bored and start, you know, becoming aggressive towards each other.
1: So do you think that producers in the U.S. have got the hang of that now and are, are successful at cage-free production, or do you still think there's there's some way to go?
0: The producers that are coming in, you know, I mean, especially coming from cage to cage-free, you definitely see the lag behind of the understanding, the idea of, well, this is the way we've always done it, it doesn't work in cage-free. <laughs> it's definitely you got to understand the processes and understand the basics and understand how to get the birds to move where you want them to move.
1: So when it comes to managing feed and diets with, with cage-free, how does that differ compared to um, caged birds and how do producers go about calculating exactly what they should be feeding?
0: You know, a caged bird sits around, doesn't, not very active, doesn't burn a lot of calories but in a cage free they're moving all the time they're really moving around so they're burning a lot of energy and the birds nowadays they they lay so hard and their production is so good that once you fall behind on the nutrition part you can't catch up you need to stay ahead of them to really really make them perform where you need to
1: so how do producers actually go about getting that that diet right in the first place if you've been used to using a cage system how do you adapt
0: adapt you know talking with a good nutritionist and everybody has you know a nutritionist to deal with and most nutritionists you know have been dealing with somebody that's got cage free so they understand you know Mm -hmm. what calories that needs to be done to the birds you know how to control egg size what weight you're looking for and how to transition different diets Thanks for listening to the Poultry Health Today podcast. To get the latest news and interviews delivered to your inbox twice a week, subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting poultryhealthtoday.com join.